welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, I have a very, very, very special guest and I am so humble. She has taken the time out of her busy day to be with me. Um, I have two guests actually, but one of them is the beautiful Lady Rocket that I'm going to have a fantastic conversation with and Michael Camp has joined us. So enjoy the recording and be inspired by Lady Rocket. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing great. I decided to start our talk with inviting you to one of the most beautiful places because this is where Lady Rocket compound is and just share with you beautiful early morning in Los Angeles. With I love it. Sun rising and this is my mm -hmm. astronaut swimming pool. I love where it. I do swimming laps. And uh, later, I will invite you inside of my Lady Rocket compound, which is right behind. But since you have a spiritual driven show also, I thought this is a spirit of planet Earth in the best, best way I can I, share with you. Yes, I got goosebumps again. That's going to be a very good show today. I'm <laughs> getting goosebumps. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. That, that's what I said. It was beautiful. I'm like, I wish I would be sitting next to you and have a conversation with you, you next to you. That's well, beautiful. You Very know what? That's a good action item and a goal that you will come to California. We'll be sitting together. SpaceX rocket will be launching behind us because it's only about an hour and a half drive or 10 minutes by the jet from here. And uh, one of the reasons that I stage my events and go frequently to California SpaceX rocket launches and United Launch Alliance because there's something so magical, so spiritual about yep. rocket lifting that sometimes is missed in a, in a beautiful factual uh, report either from SpaceX or NASA because as they should, they are focused on, uh, on science, technology and the operational aspect of the liftoff. And then if you integrate live music, because sometimes I have actual live music participating in the rocket launch, I think it's totally untapped, incredible content. Oh, it's, there is something majestic when they lift up. It, uh, every time I saw it, uh, that was on TV actually, and we saw the space shuttle just taking off, it just so powerful, so beautiful. So yes, I, I totally agree with you. And Seeing it live, it's even, I'm sure it's more powerful too, but you can feel it. You, I don't know, there's a sense of empowerment that just, I don't know, it's magical. You lift up with the, the rocket. Actually, this is, right. So this is one of the things about Lady Rocket as, as a platform of activities is that uh, one of my mission is to bring those uh, very scientific events Mm -hmm. over to the site of deep relevance to us as humans who might yes. not be into the technology of the rocket and even its mission, but can resonate very easily if we talk about uh, art, music, responsibility for planet Earth and responsibility for being together as the best version of humanity that we still 
have to put out there, especially under the contemporary condition. So I've been doing it actually for about last six years, seven years. I think I've been at about 25 rocket launches. But here in California, not Kennedy, in California, which is another secret, people do not know that right next to Santa Barbara, yes, Santa Barbara billionaire's place, you know, uh, yes. Prince Andrew, Opera, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drive through this territory, but I leave it behind because you can anticipate what will be happening there. And I take you right next to the place where where you know really magical things happen which is lady rocket california space center next to vandenberg space force base vandenberg space force base and that's where you can see ocean rocket sound of the rocket that's amazing so i have to ask questions first because i'm discovering a lot of things but you know, I don't know if people know you have a master's degree in economy and political science, math and computer science from Warsaw. And I'm curious to know, when you went to the university and after you graduated, what, what was your uh, your next step? Because this is, you know, what you're doing is absolutely the opposite of what somebody would think <laughs> is with a master's degree in studying economic, it's like, oh my goodness, when you left the university, would you ever think for a minute you would be doing what you're doing right now? Yes. Uh, you did? I didn't know that I will be doing it here yeah. uh, in this particular way. Uh, but, you know, I, I am thrilled with your question because it takes me back on my memory lane. And actually, uh, what I am doing now, behind all this, you know, galaxy colors mm-hmm. and my Lady Rocket t-shirts and the blue hair and Hollywoodish aspect of what I do is a most important aspect. I am building space economy. And you can ask, okay, what is it? What what's the space economy? We know we have NASA, we know we have Elon yep. Musk, Jeff Bezos shows up, but yes. where's the economy? Because those are kind of a solo performers. Yes. Well, so uh, with the company that Mike knows already a lot about called Copernic Space, mm-hmm. uh, we have created with someone that is my incredible partner, uh, my son, Grant, Grant Blazer, who was born here in beautiful California, but today he's actually in Poland near Ukrainian border, and we can talk about it. But to answer your very interesting question, uh, I always felt that economy is a necessary body of knowledge and empowerment that ultimately impacts society, economy, uh, wealth of the nations, wealth of the individuals. So I always wanted to learn something. The challenge that I had is, and you will probably not anticipate it in my answer, is I was at that time in Warsaw, Poland, under the Soviet domination. So our leading leading, uh, economy that we were taught was Marx, Engels. Yes. Okay. Which is... You do? Yes, I do. I'm from Europe too. <laughs> I'm Italian. Wow. <laughs> Where? Italy. 
oh Italy. Italian is yes. mamma mia uh, oh, uh, Italy is my second or third uh, country because when I escaped from communistic Poland to come to the States to learn the full body of economy mm-hmm. I spent the time in Italy and I traveled to Italy several, several times before I came to the U.S. And I do it on a regular basis now because Italy continues to be a source renaissance, Italian renaissance. Yes. We need to assure that the same creativity, etc., are injected into the space economy and our mission to space. So it's not only about exploration, about, it's about art, human values. So anyway, I was studying and then I came here and I studied also economics uh, and got my uh, one degree. Was it your dream to come? Was it? Okay. So I just want to go back for a sec uh, into uh, Poland because I understand uh, for people from Europe who are going to be listening to it, that we relate to what you're saying, especially at a time where Russia was up to half of, uh, well, was uh, to the wall to Berlin. So they had their claws on all of those countries. And uh, for you to learn economics, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's fantastic. But was it your spirit who told you, said, okay, it's nice to learn, but I know I need to do or go somewhere else to be involved to become who I'm becoming or I need to become? And were mm-hmm. you already attracted to the U.S. when you were younger? Or how yes. did it happen? Totally. Uh, because uh, to us... In Poland, which has a rich history of a fight for freedom and a freedom, and Poland disappeared for 120 years as a country, but we always existed as a nation with language, culture. To me, coming to the United States was leaving Poland for so I can still be relevant in Poland, but coming to the country that represents uh, still as good version of democracy as we humans can strive, Um, or at least in 1970s when I came to the States, you know, U.S. was totally the beacon of freedom for for especially us in Central Eastern Europe. So yes, U.S. was always my goal. And the miracle, we always, you know, have to have certain miracles in our lives in order to progress and to to do incredible things. And my miracle was that I happened to win an American scholarship while in Poland against all odds, which gave me a legal path and economic path to come to the United States. But life is like a film. It's like a movie, like like, uh, Zeffirelli movies. (laughs) So it wasn't as easy because Polish government wouldn't let me leave the country. So I pretended that I am going to Italy on my yearly vacazione yeah. and <laughs> smuggle my documents like, yeah. you know, I was nicely yeah. dressed, graduate student, smiling to the border mm-hmm. patrols. And I arrived to, to Roma via Veneto, mm-hmm. American embassy. I walked in. And I asked for a student visa and uh, Mr. Ambassador said, well, young lady, I appreciate, but we are not really interested in creating some friction between us and the Polish government because we grant you. So I am afraid I cannot do it. And I remember American Constitution. And I quoted also from the uh, 
Declaration of Independence. And I said, mm -hmm. Mr. Ambassador, don't you stand for it? <laughs> so I, and he said, you know what? Come back in two weeks. I will see what I can do. So I went to Sardinia for two weeks, mm -hmm. came back and my visa was waiting for me. And this is how my American journey started, but you mentioned something very important. Okay, what's, what's uh, how do you go to the next step and what's happening? So yes. my next goal was to get my degrees as quickly as possible and land in Silicon Valley, which in, I am talking now about 1980, Silicon Valley mm -hmm. was truly exclusive, unprecedented. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is when it all started, I wanted to be there. And That's, again, against yeah. all odds, I managed to land an incredible job there. And that that's, that's amazing. Totally amazing. Seems like the universe was by your side at all time, because that was, like you said, the most incredible movement because Silicon Valley was just starting to grow. You had Apple who just started, Microsoft that's was there, IBM was there. But there Intel, other Yes. HP, yes. Yes, and we were really doing hardcore technology because we were designing mm -hmm. computers. It's not happening yes. there anymore. It's maybe Apple with iPhones and Macs. And we were designing semiconductors. Yes. We were designing operating systems. We were creating mm -hmm. new uh, software languages. Unix was showing up. Right yep. now, Silicon Valley is, if you look around, it's frequently applications, platforms. Yep. You don't do the beyond Intel, you don't have a particular energy in this uh, semiconductor development, which is so critical to our country right now. So Silicon Valley of today is not what it used to be. No, that changed. But that's amazing to be part of it. How, how amazing it is to probably look back and just say, oh my God, I was right there and I was part of it. And I have done things that even today couldn't maybe not be possible, but being at the forefront. So it really put you as a pioneer, as a woman pioneer in that very secluded world. It must have been very interesting to be able to do that. Yeah, I was one of the few women indeed yes. who were there. And um, and also few women, I was in an ex executive role very quickly. And one of the reasons that I was uh, promoted very quickly, despite of the fact that my degree wasn't from Stanford, which is, you know, pretty much the, the default mm -hmm. in the Valley, is something that you also will relate to and a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers, because ultimately um, there is a quality called courage. Yes. That is something that you have to have or not. And this is why I always encourage courage in, in our lives. Because the reason that I was selected for those absolutely mission impossible but spectacular tasks in Silicon Valley is because in the opinion of the people who were engaging me, I demonstrated potentiality for the biggest courage as compared to others. Because I asked. Why me? Why not those 200, you know, MBA or engineers from, from Stanford? And the answer was, well, based on our evaluation and tests, you scored the highest in the area of courage. Plus, they said, if you, you are from Poland and we know Polish history and your nation is so courageous. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sorry. 
I agree. This is how I had, but oh. you know, I appreciate you bringing it up because, frankly, I do not go often uh, back to those times. And my son sh- tells me you should because you've done so many incredible things, and it's not even on your LinkedIn or or whatever. I know. <laughs> and people need to know because you know we see one side of you, which is um, uh, what you're doing right now with your uh, nonprofit. But people don't know; they don't realize your brain. You're not all of the glitter and the beauty and the hair and everything. There is a brain behind it, and that brain—I'm sorry to say—but it's like a machine. It's like, oh my God, yes. talking to you. People don't realize that unless they start to speak with you. But they don't realize that, you know, that's why I brought up the master degree on economy and political, political science, math and computer. I'm like, yes, you need to know people because you're talking to somebody who's a genius, somebody who's right. extremely smart. And you're... people don't know that. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will, you know, uh, modify it. One of the reasons is because I am... Uh, I went through a metamorphosis or like a reincarnation, Mm -hmm. leaving behind in some way Mm -hmm. this previous version of me. Yep. Because uh, I suspect that you have had also similar experiences. This is why you are doing what you are doing. Uh, Despite of the success and despite of the contributions, Mm -hmm. and uh, there comes the time when you look. And I looked at Silicon Valley and look at my corporate success because I was also highest ranking woman in charge of Fortune 10 company uh, in Europe with responsibility of Poland. But I realized this is the reality that complies with value system and performance and the results that I cannot uh, embrace anymore. It's not enough in the contemporary world where we are on fire, where we have to ex- accelerate and strengthen so many issues. And this is why I defaulted back saying, okay, what could be my platform? And I am using space and my for-profit companies and my media company because I am, my not-for-profit is, is, a, is a, a significant but a small part of my activities. I am building an economic conglomerate of space. I have a satellite uh, NFT companies, etc. Mm-hmm. But I decided to move myself out of the inside of the box. Yes. And step outside and kind of not reinvent myself, but become Lady Racket so I can pursue more challenging, broader. Uh, Actually, we said you were not fitting in that box to start with, whatever box it was. And even during the time of Silicon Valley and the HP world, you are not even fitting in that box you were already outside of the box but i think (laughs) i think you needed to expand your wings because this was a nice i would say um um how how can i say that this was nice for the skill set for everything you needed this was the base but the foundation in a sense of you is who you are right now actually it's not who you were because the transformation, and like you talk about mm-hmm. metamorphosis, which I love that word, actually, um, <laughs> it's really who you truly are now. He's, you know, when we're uh, looking at who you became, 
it's really who your spirit is and what you're doing is not only unbelievable is unique but it's unbelievable and it brings so much more opportunities because now you're linking earth and space together which has never been done before and reversing the order because my call to action is let's take advantage of space to make earth a better place and also because uh, space and you know i appreciate how beautifully you shared your statements uh, because also it allows me to share with you and your audience Mm -hmm. uh, that pretty much i was looking for the astronaut inside of me which is in all of us Mm -hmm. in you in mike in your audience what does it mean to find your own astronaut? And by the way, I'm writing a book about it. Um, nice. Because astronaut represents in some way the best manifestation of a beautiful human qualities. Courage, dedication, passion, commitment to something bigger than our life. Team play, ability to... Uh, live through many, many lives and, and, and sacrifice yes. for the purpose of the human betterment. And when you look at astronauts as human, they are beautiful humans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there is astronaut in all of us. We have uh, uh, incredible uh, amount of inner courage that if we look at it and if we choose to find the goal so we can use this courage to, to, to propel us, uh, we can be astronauts in our own life. So uh, and I can't even translate it in trailblazers going into the unknown because going to space is going into the unknown. It's the discovery of who which we are. It's bringing us our skill sets like for you to decide to leave uh Poland to go into the unknown because you knew your home your one of your home was the U.S. and for you to take that leap of faith it takes courage it takes determination it takes everything you've got to in order to do that a lot of people can dream big but you went from I'm gonna dream I'm gonna name it I'm gonna claim it and I'm gonna do it you took all of those steps and then something very important that I think your show is about is finding a reason for doing it. Yes. That goes beyond personal celebrity type of rewards, which is yes. nothing wrong with that. But no. in contemporary conditions, we have to move beyond that and seek ability to build our own platform, just like you decided to build the Lady Rocket platform. But ultimately, yes. through that, I am mm-hmm. able to impact uh, economically, socially, uh, uh, aspect that that influence others, and and then create what Silicon Valley is is a, a great at, which I want to emphasize for for you and your your yes. audience uh, that is very relevant to what you said. It is a place which developed unprecedented capabilities mm-hmm. to organized ideas, concept, vision, passion into the form of a startup. 
and then worked it in such a way that this startup can have a $1 billion valuation before anything happens, before it has revenues, profits, mm-hmm. and acquire financial means to fulfill the idea. That's one of the skills and experiences that I champion among my, you know, the, the, the young people or, or mature people. It is, listen, you have to look at yourself as an asset and find a way to energize financial means. And in contemporary times, it doesn't necessarily mean fiat money, meaning dollars. It could yeah. be crypto, it could be token, it could be your own currency called NFTs, because NFTs were kind of hijacked to perform in the context of speculative art uh, pieces, which is okay, it's one of the functions, but really non-fungible tokens are a well-orchestrated, transparent, uh, legal uh, contract that allow you to express value of yourself or something Mm -hmm. else that is valuable and find a way to legally share it with others. So I am creating my own currency right now because, you know, I love Bitcoin. What would be the name? What is the name? Well, there is, uh, there are a couple of uh, uh, versions. Of course, it's uh, it's going to be Lady Racket, but the one that I can point you to, and I want to actually do it, you see, I wouldn't, I should have started with it. It's called To The Moon. NFTs to the moon. And if you go on the copernicspace.com website, Mm -hmm. you will actually see that this NFT tokens, i.e. currency, already exists. You can sign up for it. And while it still has a thrill of anticipation of, you know, gaining tremendous value, it is tied to something very precise and very valuable and very unique because Copernic space tokens to the moon give you ownership of the physical place inside mm-hmm. of the lunar outpost, inside of the SpaceX, which allows you to send something that you want to send to the moon. And then when it lands there, it could be, uh, it could be uh, Tiffany's ring. It could be NBA, um, trophy created by by Tiffany, could be Ukrainian flag, it could be a a person that represents significance, then we can uh, reissue the NFT representing a unique value of the item that is physically, or what I'm even more excited about, digitally, on the moon. That would be so wonderful. this cryptocurrency of sorts mm-hmm. is tied to truly rare, unprecedented resource action and location. And then Lady Racket is, uh, will broadly uh, address also economically relevant uh, enterprises. Like I am sitting not too far away from Malibu, beautiful Malibu, mm-hmm. and which was destroyed in 2018 by the fire. And uh, I was there, it was Woolsey fire. And one of the problems we had is we had no idea which direction fire goes, no idea. Neither did firefighters. Mm -hmm. And the the result was that we were escaping from the fire that wasn't happening and fire was somewhere completely different. So being like you were kind to mention also a brain, I understand how satellites works and how we can make them economic. Here is the, I I am actually kind of economy innovator Mm -hmm. that integrates technology because right now we found a way to 
to lower cost of usage of satellite data. So it's affordable on the community level, might be even on individual household level to let you know where fire is. Well, that would be good. So that this would be, I would be offering it through my uh, tokens mm -hmm. and, and see what happens. But that's, you know, it's being economic astronaut, okay, of sorts. Yes. Yes. That's unbelievable. So do you work with NASA? Uh, yes, uh, I do. Uh, okay. And so I, how, how did you start to work with NASA, actually? That would be the first point. How did you connect it with NASA? Well, and I think this is also something that I think your audience uh, should know, that NASA is very eager to work with you. And there are many touch points to, to, of course, you have to have a purpose, but it doesn't have to be that you need, that you want to go into space or that you want to be astronaut or that you want to develop another rocket. Your purpose and opportunity to work with NASA can include some of the things that I do, engage them in development of art, music, get on the NASA TV show, get accredited like I am with NASA TV and media. Uh, so if you are like you, uh, and this could be perhaps a very interesting follow-up, uh, Lady Rocket Media is accredited with NASA, which is phenomenal because I get an insider view, an opportunity to interview NASA and NASA guests, at the times of incredible importance. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, referring back to your question that I really appreciate that you started with, which is my economic degree, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am uh, becoming an investor in NASA of sorts. Okay. And not that I buy, and this is a very important thing that I will share with you. Mm -hmm. The Copernic space platform was developed, among others, to provide means of transitioning billions of dollars with the free technology, innovations, methods that NASA developed, and it's available to be adopted by us so we can own it, to develop it, to create a company around it. Most of the people don't know it. No. And Okay, so that's where part of my attention goes. Uh, I am adopting some of the NASA innovation and not necessarily, again, complexity of the satellite's rocket. I am going mm -hmm. toward the climate change innovation, health, beauty, because Lady Rocket is commercializing space, okay? I am making yeah. it relevant to all of us. So, for example, I am working with someone who has a license for a beautiful... Uh, uh, cosmetics based on the NASA stem cell technology. Nice. Yeah. And so NASA is, belongs to UNI, belongs to American citizens from the standpoint of their mission. They are ultimately in service of space exploration, but also bringing back to our society innovation, inspiration, resources, technologies that we can use as individuals and companies. So um, I have to ask a question. So how did you come to connect with uh, them? Were you just interested because you wanted to look at space 
or do you just wake up one morning and say, okay, I need to talk to NASA to see what they have to offer? Well, I usually do it in a lady racket style, which calls for certain drama and spectacularness, and I don't do it normally. And I, I love it. everybody, do not do normal stuff, okay? Or find your own new way to yes. do incredible things. Abandon, at least for a day or for a week, choice of action mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable taking, but it's not innovative enough for the time that we live in. So I think my f- there are many places where I touch base with NASA and those that NASA reports to. And because NASA ultimately um, is, is a government institution and fortunately yes. or often unfortunately it re- reports to uh, US Congress. Yes. So I made uh, one of my first contacts. Um, I will give you two examples that might inspire. By the way, I'm walking now to, to my... Um, Lady Rocket compound, if I can get the keys. Uh, and two, two places. Imagine, imagine 2 a.m. in the morning, Vandenberg Space Force Base, Pacific Shores, Lady mm-hmm. Rocket meeting top echelons of NASA while being a guest to participate in the spectacular launch of the Mars rocket uh, because I used my Los Angeles uh, presence and ability to to talk about my media companies. And I got accredited with with NASA to be the VIP media guest for the rocket launch, which at the same time, gave me an opportunity to meet top leaders of NASA. Yes. Because this is where they hang around, you know, media, rocket launches, not only that. Mm -hmm. I met Tore Bruno, who is a CEO of United Launch Alliance, which is like uh, SpaceX, just Mm -hmm. bigger rockets. Yep. Because so far, United Launch Alliance is the only one that can take us to Mars. It's actually already is delivering Mars rover to Mars. So this was by me, you know, saying, you know, I am a media company, I want to be there. And, you know, I was there. I, and I have a media company, but it's a media company. It's like a special deployment, special mission. Yeah. I use it when I need to. When Mm -hmm. I need to meet with Elon Musk, I go and I I get accredited. And so, but the second, uh, significantly more, I would say, structure way to meet them was during the uh, Ronald Reagan Defense Forum, which is not very well known, but it's uh, probably the most powerful place where American military, and I am talking about Secretary of Defense, uh, Joint Chief of Staffs, Generals, um, U.S. Space Force, etc., get together for the once a year uh, gathering. And I met them when I was fighting to build California Space Center next to Vandenberg and wanted to get support of the U.S. Uh, Air Force, mm-hmm. NASA. So you do what you have to do. You know, this is our American strength that it is okay 
to step out of the prescribed ways of getting things done. And as a matter of fact, I think we are the unique country that rewards those who are willing to challenge themselves to step outside of the prescribed uh, ways of getting things done, as long, of course, I, as it's legal. I love. Now, now it gives a bigger picture, I think, for the audience and for people who do not know you or people who know you, but maybe don't know <clears throat> much about the past, that you've always been a creative person. That's why did it. I can see I, when you were at Silicon, I'm sorry, I'm bringing it back Silicon uh, Valley, but I'm not surprised why they did that because you were a creative person thinking outside of the box since the beginning and you utilize this every single move you needed and you continue to do this. You are out of the norm, quote unquote, because you broke the glass ceiling. I talk a lot about the glass ceiling when people are, we're born in a society where that wants to confine us to be kind of the robot's world. That's what I call like you have to be this way this way or this way otherwise if you're outside of the scope then all oh, panic break loose oh my god this is the end of the world except we are supposed to be outside of the box we have supposed to we are supposed to break that glass ceiling to really utilize our creativity and that's what you have done all along and you're still doing it your own way which is fantastic which is your spirit way because it's who you truly are you're not a persona you are who you truly are right here, right now. There is nothing. If people look at you and say, well, she has blue hair. Well, what? This is her spirit. This is Lady Rocket. This is who she is. She doesn't pick it up in the morning and just, oh, today I'm going to be this. You are who you truly are. And we are multidimensional to start with. But I love the fact you use your creativity to go and talk to NASA and get in and get into the game. And I am pretty much sure people like me were listening to you talking about NASA. Well, we're thinking about rockets. We're thinking very, I don't want to say limited, but this is what we see from NASA. You went deeper than that. You just went and kicked the door wide open and said, okay, we're going to talk and we're going to see what I can do and bring and the same for them. So I love the fact that you're one of the few that I know who have done that which is fantastic, which is an inspiration for people who are going to be listening. And I don't know where you are around the world when you're going to hear this, but that's going to really empower people. And I love it. Thank you. And I think something very important uh, to realize that I also uh, do the change of paradigm. NASA works for you, for, <laughs> for, our, um, for us Americans. NASA's attitude is to be available to you. And this is among other what they are compensated for. So you don't have to approach them. Yes, we, we have every reason to feel humble because NASA is absolutely incredible, but humble uh, to recognize their contribution. But you can stand up with your own greatness and say, NASA, this is who I am. That's where I see the connection. Let's do it. And one of the ways, and NASA has enormous amount of resources. So yes. I think it would be even great to have some kind of a follow-up. And, and I can talk NASA and art a lot, but NASA has incredible resources anything from having astronauts who will speak for free if you have a right venue mm -hmm. engineers they can help you develop a project they can support you from the standpoint of development of the idea for the company 
Mm -hmm. uh, and you see, and I take this knowledge and I take it to the audience that normally would not even dare to consider themselves important enough to talk to NASA. And I want to okay. share with you an example that is important to me mm -hmm. that I mentioned Vandenberg Space Force Base and I mentioned California Space Center where there's a town called Lompoc, which is, sits next to the space base, the most mm -hmm. beautiful space base. The town is poor led by the incapable politicians, which happens unfortunately often yeah. enough. And they have no connection, no ability, no plan to leverage presence of Elon Musk, uh, United Launch Alliance, rockets, you know, NASA, and they live in a, uh, isolation. And who pays the price? Young generation in Lombok mm -hmm. of Hispanic and black uh, youth in particular. So when my California Space Center was politically blocked by them, I started Lady Rocket Foundation in order to carry on my ability to invest economically in the social development and opportunity of youth. And this is where I launched absolutely spectacular, developed together with, uh, with NASA JPL. NASA JPL is the part that deals with Mars, that owns mm -hmm. Mars mission, and it's here in Los Angeles, specifically in Pasadena. And together with a co-founder of my foundation, Susan, uh, Susan Copeland, we created Mars Inspiration classes and program that were developed in the way that non-scientific, non-STEM youth can participate in. Because you see, NASA is focused on STEM, mm -hmm. but a lot of kids are challenged by STEM approach. So we developed art, fashion, music, which gently, and blue hair, because when, when I love people blue hair. see blue hair, it says, oh my God, I love your blue hair, what is it all about? I said, well, it's about the moon, or yes. it's about Lady Rocket. So, you know, this is icebreaker. So we have this incredible program that was started in, in uh, Lompoc, California, next to Vandenberg. Then I took it internationally, and we have incredible success in implementing it in Europe. And I go where NASA doesn't go, because they cannot be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I go to the places like Croatia, like Lithuania, like Poland. I was mm -hmm. recently in Ukraine and I brought that with me because we need to maintain uh, emotional wellness of a young generation, especially in the country under war. And space has this emotional exuberance in it. Yes. And, and I'm glad you're doing it uh, because I, my heart goes to Ukraine as well. And I heard... Um, I was on your. Uh, I was listening to you live on Twitter earlier this week, and um, that's too bad. Uh, the gentleman you were referenced could not talk, and he was in Ukraine. And um, but that was wonderful to acknowledge him as well. And I am glad you're doing something over there as well that brings an impact. For the oh, you would be very welcome and very special with your style and who you are. And let me know when you are ready because the gentleman. Uh, uh, who was with me, Vitali? I actually met him when I was in Ukraine, and he's incredible. Uh, he's a young father. His wife chose to to uh, have a child in Ukraine in Lviv Hospital instead of going to Poland yeah. to 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 show her patriotism. 
And I am getting back with my Ukrainian show and I have so many incredible people from Ukraine that want to come and talk. So I would love to invite you to be a part of my Ukrainian follow-up. I will. I'm more than humble. And yes, I will be more than happy uh, to do that. And if you want, we can organize something with Ukraine as well. Anytime you want to use my platform as well, it will be uh, for me of service to do that as well. Wonderful. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Absolutely. And by the way, ultimately, I am uh, someone who is appealing to our astronaut quality, but also I am an industrialist of sorts, because very often uh, what I do is, in a Silicon Valley way, transform into the enterprise with the potentiality of having multi-billion dollars or multi-billion crypto, whatever you happen to believe in financial economic value. So it can create and accelerate change. And for example, if one of my endeavors uh, will be successful, and I believe it will, there is a potential of harnessing Silicon Valley energy of creating a company which is worth billions in mm-hmm. a matter of three years. And my goal is to, to, to run the companies like this and then billions that they should be worth start spending on the climate change the way that is not being addressed right now. Because you know what? And here's my message. If Bitcoin, which is, um, uh, I would say, uh, it's an imagination product. Bitcoin is pretty much based on the power of our imagination, anticipation, and a solid code. If Bitcoin, without having a particular attachment to something significant on planet Earth, was able to create trillion dollar worth economy. Yes. Just imagine if we create a token that is attached to specificity of getting something done on planet Earth that could allow us humans to put this, you know, $5 toward this token, Mm -hmm. just like people started to do with Bitcoin. And there's a possibility because this is what we have to do. We have to create Bitcoin-like economic power, but unlike Bitcoin, which protects wealth and you sit on Bitcoin and and so you sit on it and and this function, but we need Bitcoin-like performance of token that will be designed in such a way that we can spend on the rescuing African situation or rescuing coral leaf in Australia, but be very precise about the projects that we would finance. And so we can do it. We can do better than funny money, funny money of Paris Accords, funny money, $100 billion, big deal from the countries that have trillions worth in the economy dedicating only $100 billion to save a planet Earth. And then John Kerry dancing around being, you know, a well-dressed spokesperson for our climate change fight. My God, we need to obsolete this show. Yes, I agree. Because we need results. We don't need a showman or money moving in some direction that doesn't yes. even do anything at all. It's like And your country is such an inspiration because it has been the keeper of the most important expression of humans which is through art yes through painting through Mm. sculpture Mm -hmm. through architecture and and that's ultimately no one remembers who was the richest person uh, at particular period of time but everybody remembers who was the best architect poet artist 
yeah, yeah, yes. yes, exactly. And that's what we study the most, actually. Then who's the billionaire over there? Yes. there. So, and that's what I love. The arts is a solution and it's a way to use creativity. I love the fact that you talked about the earth and the uh, climate change because there is a movement. Um, I end up to be part of it. <laughs> and been on to me, it's Michael's fault. I know Michael has been very quiet right now. I think, I don't know if you guys Michael is great. And thanks, Michael, for connecting us, by the way. <laughs> yes. I think Michael is super quiet right now. I don't know if he's going to mute himself. But one other thing, too, then we're looking for the climate change uh, is the usage of um, cannabis uh, as a plant, yes. as a whole. And to me, I have, um, I don't want to say fascination because I'm, I'm a non-user. I say to people, I say, I don't use, I don't smoke. I never did and never will. However, this plant has so many aspects of holistic way yes. that education needs to be done. And I see a lack of education on people to understand the power of that plant. Most people think like I did in the past, I must admit it, I already did in the past. It's on record several times. Everybody think that only the 10% where that plant gets you high, it's what people get in their mind. However, there is a healing part of it, not only a healing for the body, because the, um, the plants can match the DNA and heal the body. Not everything, but can heal a lot. But also if you plant it into the soil, it will filter the soil. In general... Yes. Next, uh, near Chernobyl, actually, in that uh, zone that nobody can go there, there is some marijuana who have planted there. And they realize that area where the marijuana is, the level of radiation is so low, it's unbelievable. Is people think and talk about it? No. We don't talk about all of this. And to me, the lack of education is sad because that plant can do so much for the earth, can feed people, can help to heal the bodies and everybody else's think it's only for smoking and get high. And I'm like, there is more to it. Yes. I am very, very engaged in what you just described. And I uh, use uh, my approach as a focus on hemp, mm -hmm. which is um, industrial, uh, which goes incorporates everything that you so well described, but goes also to demonstrate that hemp was the basis of the civilization mm -hmm. of humanity thousands of years ago because it's so functional. So, like you said, able to do so many things. Yes. And, and through the economic politics was banned in, uh, in the United States uh, mostly, uh, we can go into early history. Hearst and uh, and uh, Malone, uh, who had economic interests in in keeping uh, wood paper engaged, mm -hmm. and and many other areas, uh, assured that that hemp became um, illegal or fought against and hemp is an industrial plant mm -hmm. and my passion for that is uh, dedicated to the fact that hemp can create a new building materials for, yes. for homes hemp is a strategic uh, plant that allows for example in the navy you know the ropes everything 
Yep. Hemp is the best. And next time, I hope we have an opportunity to visit again. I will oh, wear <laughs> my beautiful uh, uh, Italian style hemp high fashion sweater that was made by hand mm -hmm. by a Polish fashion designer inspired by me. I helped her to design it, help her get hemp wool, which is very difficult to get. And being an influencer and affluencer here in Los Angeles, I wear this gorgeous sweater and people say, oh, what a beautiful sweater, what is it? And then I can say, this is made out of hemp. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I think Prada, I think Prada, because Prada is in particular uh, sensitive about the climate change, used to be United Colors of Benetton, which used to be my favorite. And they started with everything that we are talking about 30 yeah. years ago. Yes. <laughs> and, and and we need to bring them back. But anyway. I agree. Um, yeah. I uh, or, or make arrangement to bring this brand back because it was, it was absolutely, they were the first one to have advertisement with yep. every color of face. And it was yes. like 30 years ago. No one was yes. even paying attention to it they already had that yes you, you know that i know i love benetton <laughs> yes <laughs> I yes do. i used to dress my son who is now 35 years old i used to dress him in benetton when he was a little baby because it was you know beautiful but it also stood for something benetton so going back to hemp yep. uh, my mission with hemp is to help uh, to initiate because hemp community is dispersed is mm -hmm. is you know very i would say has not organized itself to have a political influence yes and to find a method to lobby so hemp is being included as it yeah. should be in the execution budget support mm -hmm. and even go to people like bill gates who is the largest landowner and yank his chain uh, because he is getting a free pass on you know many occasions where he should be challenged to perform better based on yep. the agenda that doesn't come out of his pocket but yes. comes from the agenda that comes from our pockets and just you know i think it would be uh, only lack of time made me not to do it i met uh, bill gates on several occasions because my company was his largest client so every year Four times a year, he had to come and pitch to us. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> have no fear of those people. They, they, you give them the power that they have by your uh, choice to give them a significance, but question their significance. What have they done? Are they pursuing personal agenda for personal pleasure, which partially is okay, but do they do more than that? So anyway, go to Bill Gates and challenge him to dedicate a part of his land to create a to create new farming of hemp using the newest technologies. And I almost I was wearing for today, I was wondering which t-shirt to wear. So I decided to wear Lady Rocket. Uh, I love it. Las Vegas with my moon rover somewhere mm -hmm. here on my stomach. I see it, yeah. It's beautiful. Yes, but I almost I almost wear a, a John Deere t-shirt. John Deere, the largest manufacturer of yep. agricultural equipment. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is another fun thing to do. Have a featured corporation during our talks. Mm -hmm. And you know, 
kind of, you know, to push them along and put them on the spot in the in a proper way. And the John Deere, okay. because I connect John Deere with Future of Hemp very directly through my industrialist mind, knowledge okay. of technology, and my meeting with John Deere, exactly when I was showing my Moon Rover at the Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show, they were showing the newest tractor that I totally fall in love with because it's using artificial intelligence. It's pretty much like a moon rover, just designed yeah. to plant everything on planet Earth in an ecological way. So I believe that what hemp community doesn't have is a diplomatic relationships with a huge wealthy corporations who can synergize and be motivated to come forward and help progress. And then speaking of that, uh, my moon rover, uh, I will send digital image of hemp seed or hemp to the moon as a part of Copernic space endeavor to the moon. That Why? is wonderful. Yes, to, to get attention of people like you and others to say, listen, we have to send hemp to the moon because no one is paying attention to it enough on planet Earth. I agree. I agree. I think there is an education. I think there is a, the awareness is lacking for the hemp, the cannabis world. It's lacking. And we need to catch up with this because, like you said, they wanted to put it on a prohibited list because it was a competition of the paper and the wood industry. So let's kill it. And they did it. Now let's bring it back. Let's put justice where it needs to be and yes. reset the balance because hemp and cannabis can be cultivated and do good for the world. And that's what we need to uh, mention to people to let them know this is what it is. This is what we're doing. This is what we can do with all of that and some more. We can feed the people. We can, like you said, build material. We can make clothing so cheap. Um, yes. We don't have to kill the trees anymore. We can utilize what we've got. And um, uh, hemp, and uh, we could even fix the ozone issue by planting hemp and cannabis because Brava. they have the function to heal the, actually to heal the planet. That sounds crazy, Brava. but it is. So- Brava. It's a, it's a matter of uh, putting it together and being able to somehow maybe have you as the driver and to be able to, you know, gather all of this and get you doing it because seriously, it's what he's lacking. You see, so here is a, uh, and mi molto piacere, molto grazie for your uh, beautiful statements, which inspire me. And you know what? This discussion helps me to progress on actionable. Yes. Because it's ultimately uh, talk needs to be actionable. Yes. If at all possible. And meeting of two people and you and and Mike, uh, who is a very very special, dedicated person beyond you know what's what's uh, normally expected out of human being. And then I am sure in your audience, there are people, individuals who can also come up with the results. A call to action, interest, because here listening to you. Uh, I created a concept for the token that I was talking about, you know, yes. token economy uh, based on defining the tangible, truthful, uh, legal and, and uh, non-speculative mm -hmm. uh, purpose. Issue token to plant hemp 
and they buy land from Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Then we stir up the pot. We we throw him into the you know, on the stage. Exactly. Okay, Bill Gates dance, yes. and how much will? And then we could probably get people saying, "Yeah, I'm sending ten bucks. Give me this token." And we can probably gather up enough to set the precedence. Let's say gather $10 million and buy part of Montana from, from Bill Gates. Uh, and, that, and be planting and be doing what and we're be supposed planting. to do. And then, then you go to John Deere and say, yes. John Deere, let's put your newest tractors to work. Exactly. And let's, let's make it a state of, uh, state of art. Mm -hmm. Deployment of new technology, artificial intelligence to organize the data. Yes. Data is a contemporary gold. Yes. So if you have data, you can monetize it mm -hmm. and then create it in metaverse, hemp, hemp farming in metaverse, sell it metaverse mm -hmm. and you know, challenge Facebook to invest in it. Facebook meta uh, who needs to uh, show from time to time that they authentically cater to to humanitarian causes. Yes, I agree. So see, here is the revolution. Totally, and you laid it out very well. So the the call to action is right here, right now, and it would be great to move forward with that because this is needed, and the educational part of it is crucial for people to understand yes. what those plants do because nobody he's been. This has been undercover since now at 1942, something like that. And it's like they've been hiding the truth about those plants for so yes. long. That needs to stop. I'm sorry. And right. I, I said, I'm a non-user, but my God, those plants are miracles. And I am non-user also, but, but for the industry, for the climate change. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Uh, you've inspired me to find the time and connect with Prada, the uh, Prada Foundation. And I would love to invite you to... Oh, please. I be a part of message. that. Sure. And see what happens. Exactly. And and uh, Ralph Lauren here, or Tom Ford, who is neighbor down the street, Tom Ford, our American designer, yeah. who is championing, and he's a great designer and filmmaker. As a matter of fact, you see, you make me think in a, a creative way, because Tom Ford was one of the very first to bring ecology as a mm -hmm. part of his design. And his shoes are made out of leather, made out of the apple skin. And he's kind of, you know, looking for his next big planet. So, you know, oh, Tom Ford think, Prada. I think we got it. We got it for him. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. But I think so. So, but yes. And as I said, the education part of it is essential because most people don't understand those plans. They have no idea. So if we right. can do this, being able to, like you said, you use the metaverse to do what we need to get it down. And not only this, but looking at, because you actually, you're reinventing something, meaning you're going to use the NFT, the meta wor uh, world to the space to create something that actually will become true because that went from that space, that world, that imaginary space to concrete. And to me, it's huge. It's making a huge... You're like the bridge, actually. You, I have goosebumps right now again. You're the bridge between the innovation and the reality, utilizing innovation, creativity to bring it to materialized. And that is unbelievable. 
And, and the power, you see, the reason that it is way beyond talk, because we have a lot of good people talking about the importance and, and, and having a nice talks. Yeah. But what we are accomplishing here with you, Mike, and your audience, we are taking action and we yes. are empowered and we can do it. We can start. We are equipped. And and key thing that I want to emphasize here is that existence of copernicspace.com yes. and follow us on, on the Discord because this is the source of unprecedented knowledge, not about space as a, you know exploration, but about space as a social and economic empowerment that Copernic space helps to harness and democratize so the wealth of space can also belong to you. And with this new wealth, because this is completely new wealth, we create yes. so-called space assets, which mm -hmm. are not tied to the Federal Reserve System, Wall Street, JP Morgan. No, we are a bridge, like you said, between space assets and us, people, so you can own it. And yes. you can choose to use it to finance, for example, help on planet Earth. And Copernic Space is a platform. It is like a like a open sea, yes. but it's designed to cultivate not art for speculation reasons. We have art too, and we are launching incredible art collection. But our NFTs are designed as a contracts between uh, to democratize space. And we can issue our own NFT, okay? So we are like our own Federal Reserve. We can issue NFTs, we can track their performance. So we don't have to rely on someone who can say, no, I'm not going to do it after all. And that's the power. You, you have power if you have a platform. And I'm talking about technology platform, Facebook is platform, Google is platform, Copernic yes. Space is platform. So this, what makes our talk beyond a very nice Sunday morning visit because we are armed and dangerous. We can mm -hmm. go and get it done. And that's I what agree. Lady Rocket stands for. And you know what? I think it's more fun if someone has uh, talks about serious things but has blue hair. So <laughs> I'm not sitting there. You know, in my, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah. I used to color my hair. And I never did blue, actually, when I was younger. I never did the blue. The, the, the blue or pink or things like that. Me, it was more red or it was white or... All of the color, not black. I never use black, but I never did blue. I should maybe do blue, <laughs> well, I think, or purple. I, I started blue like three years ago, so it's always it's the right time. But I don't know even how it happened. It happened because I wanted to do something that makes me me more of me and exactly. I, oh, by the way, but here is here is an interesting story. Uh, L'Oreal, the big cosmetics company, yes, uh, in the, the French one. By the yeah. way, the foundation sits on $50 billion. That's also low-hanging fruit to go after. I was nominated for Laurel uh, uh, Award. They call it Woman of Wars. But I bet I am uh, perhaps the only one who is using, because this is Laurel blue hair color, okay? Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this color is made by French conglomerate Laurel, who is trying to do <laughs> some good things. So I am approaching them also to finance my Lady Rocket uh, uh, entertainment, documentary slash entertainment that will cultivate serious subjects. 
yep. that will give them a recognition that hair color in contemporary times, it's a mission statement. Yes. And then recently they are starting to cultivate both young women, but also more mature women. And I am kind of mature. I am, you know, very little, you're like 25 and a half. Good. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I love that, but I am really out there. So I also want to share that women, we women are ageless. Yes. That is more attitude. What do you do with your life mm-hmm. that defines your age? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You are just beautiful in and out. Just so you know what? And here's the action item, speaking of brands, especially with you and your background and and your accomplishments. We should go after Pirelli, Fiat, and Prada to sponsor sponsor the shows. Oh, that would be good. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perché no? Perché no? Exactly. Andiamo, Fiat, Facere. I, I used to speak very good Italian, but... Uh, oh, uh, I lost some of my Italian too, so don't worry. It's like, there is that, I don't even know what language I'm speaking yeah. <laughs> between all of the languages. But yes, that would be great. But I love your spirit. I love who you are. So what is next for you? Um, uh, what are you going to accomplish next? Are you, do you have any event you're going to be um, hosting? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, for those of you who are in Los Angeles or planning to be at the ultra super Los Angeles NFT NFT verse event, which starts on July 29th. Okay. Uh, I, I lead one of the panels and Grant Blaisdell, who is a CEO and co-founder of Copernic Space. Uh, Grant is in Europe right now. He might come, but it really depends on what's happening. Uh, uh, but anyway, I will be speaking provocatively about what we do. Uh, Copernic Space is an incredible opportunity for all of us, and we are completing our so-called, and, and this is a very important knowledge, even for a bright people like Mike and others, what I'm going to say. We were talking about hemp seeds. Let me tell you about different type of seeds, so-called seed founding ground. Seed founding ground is... Uh, money that you acquire from outside investors to seed your company financially and in a venture capital uh, language, which I believe everybody should know because you are, in addition of being an astronaut, you are also entrepreneur. Every American is entrepreneur. Seed funding is the money that you get based on the value of your idea that allows you to take your company to the next level. That happens only in America at the scale that's available here. So Copernic mm-hmm. Space finished a second seed round. I am fundraising. We are including very nice private investors. As a matter of fact, we should bring her on the show. She's Italian. She's investor in my company. She is a former human resources executive of Yahoo!, Oh. And she lives in Bologna and she's great. I think that we should invite her. Sounds so good. I am fundraising uh, to complete our seed round so we can comp- uh, continue development of technology and spend more money on 
marketing and and NFTs and getting out there to people like you. So if there is any of you in the audience who wants to understand what does it mean to participate in the seat round, but also we you can already sign up. And this is another way where Lady Racket is really promoting it in a very interesting way. You can sign up to acquire for a symbolic amount of money, speaking of the value of you are getting, ability to send your text to the moon. It costs this NFT, it costs $400 and you don't have to pay now. You just have to get on the waiting list. And we are breaking the pricing barrier because we reached an agreement between NASA and Lunar Outpost to price things that were never available to the general public yes at the level that is reasonably affordable <laughs> and to send your text to the moon and then be able to have an nft around it and 400 dollars goes to lunar outposts to cover the costs that are involved uh, company space business model is similar to like ebay we take three percent for being the platform that orchestrates it's all which is nothing so sign up there and we have also incredible NFTs coming up where you can propose to us your own art object that we could send, we could choose and send it as a digital file on the computer to the moon. Oh, wow. Amazing. Okay? Absolutely amazing. It is amazing. It's unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And leading to that, I am going to launch a more of, I have a media company, but again, I use it from, from event to event, but I'm going to transform it into ongoing platform to promote, explain, educate, influence, attract, influence and affluence, because some people call me affluencer, because in what I do, I don't try to influence you to go and buy my lipstick or, uh, yeah, I, I want to influence you to buy my hemp sweater. But more importantly, I want to affluence you so you can develop new knowledge about new economies, new exactly. financial ways, new financial knowledge. So potentially we can affluence you to a new orbit for your personal and earth benefit. I have a, on July 26, I have an event at the W Hotel in Hollywood because it's the anniversary of moon landing. So oh, Lady wow. Rocket normally has a, a cool event. It's going to be the first one after the corona. So we are still working on the details. Why W Hotel? Because it's great. It has, it has a red carpet all over and it has a great pictures of Michael Jackson, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Beatles, so it's music, music place. And it's next to the Apollo 11 uh, Walk of Fame star. So I normally, I have my event there and then we walk and put symbolic flowers on the That's Apollo beautiful. 11. That's beautiful. And, and then I have a rocket launch in Vandenberg on the 31st. So I will start filming. Again, I used to film, then I got too busy, and it's going to be about Copernic Space and Lady Racket Brand. And I could go wow. on, but let me stop here. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. That's that's amazing. So people can follow you on, uh, so we talk about Discord. Um, you Copernic can Space also- Discord, mm -hmm. Twitter, also GB Savant, G-B-S-A-V-A-N-T, G-B, 
S-A-V-A-N-T. It's Grant Blaisdell, okay, G-B-S-A-V-A-N-T, and he's coolest. He's also hip-hop artist. Uh, Grant uh, co-founded the largest music festival company in Central Eastern Europe. They just had an incredible two-day festival with some coolest uh, American hip-hop artists. Nice. Is, uh, but Grant is really a pioneer of the space economy. Mm-hmm. So you can follow him and follow me on Twitter under Lady Rocket Space. And uh, I will start series of the Twitter spaces and also on Instagram, Lady Rocket Space. Okay. Uh, do you know the uh, you, uh, Mike uh, do a lot for, uh, and I'm sure you had conversation with him about uh, Heroes Pack um, to the moon. Do you think uh, you want to be sending, okay, so you want to be sending some actual seeds or electronic seeds to the moon? Are you going to do uh, both? Uh, digital, yes. Uh, the physical seed, and this is what we talked with Mike, uh, our hemp is not approved yet by NASA, so I think this would be very nice to ask our audience to send to NASA, go on NASA website and go under their media, and NASA does a very good job giving you contacts, okay, so if you go under NASA uh, media, you will get contacts, emails, phone numbers to the people whose job it is to interact with you or receive the message and send the message. NASA would like you to approve hemp seeds to take it to the moon because they are not approved. But we can send digital image of it. And I think this would be great. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That would be fabulous. I think so, too, because uh, he's doing a great thing with Heroes Packs as well, which every uh, packs and he sells, uh, then he gives back to veterans as well. So one goes to the veterans and help. Uh, those yes, and this way well. I'm encouraging uh, Mike and, and you come up with your own idea of NFT. Mm-hmm. Make it relevant to Lady Rocket and uh, the values that we share. So we can include you in our our plan Mm -hmm. for launching your NFT on our platform in collaboration with Lady Rocket Foundation, or we can also create individual paths and identify a funding uh, for why, uh, what would you use funding for, or even as your own NFT, as an as an artist? And speaking of that, I just want to mention my NFTs that I am very proud of, called Moon that. Moon Rhino, and before it was Satellite Rhino. They are designed to allow Lady Rocket Foundation to fundraise for to save poached rhino by using satellite data. To oh, locate both rhinos. Yeah, that that's uh, between the elephants, the rhino, yes. even people who go and kill lions, which is appalling to me, or those animals, those species needs to stay alive. And you get and especially who... now we are busy with Ukrainian war and very very little attention is being paid. So I teamed up I with Saving the Survivors, yes. which is led by Dr. Johan, who travels 
to perform uh, mercy surgeries on the poached rhinos. Yes. And the relevance to Lady Racket in space is because he needs satellite data to locate those poached rhinos. Mm -hmm. So my NFTs are, are uh, uh, designed to fundraise for that. See, this is why I love to talk to you because you do so much and a lot of it. So people were probably thinking at the beginning of the conversation, oh, it's all about space. No, it's not. Going to space, it's opening up something new. So elevate ourselves to the next level, but also continue to nurture the earth, not only exactly. through, um, you know, through the animals that the wildlife that should stay wild and not be in a zoo but continue to grow and start to be poached and saving the earth. I love the, your spirit. I love what we, we, we spoke about today because to me it's amazing. It, there is more than uh, the blue hair and the blue hair are very interesting. I love your blue hair, actually. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to go to L'Oreal. I'm going to look at their blue hair. Maybe I'm going to end up with mine blue or something like that, but I love yes. it. But I love your innovation. I love who you are and the way you utilize everything you have done in your life to what you're doing today. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And that's what should be an inspiration for people who are listening to us today and going to listen again to the uh, recording afterwards, because that's unbelievable. It's absolutely Thank unbelievable. Thank you. So. And uh, I very much appreciate that this is how you, how you received my quest. And uh, uh, yes, indeed, I, I look at space as a mirror that we can look into and see how do we measure up as humans. Because Elon Musk wants to build a rocket to take us to Mars. What Lady Rocket does is asking a question, how good are we to show up on Mars? Let's be better humans on Earth before we land on Mars. So Elon delivers the rocket. I want to be responsible for putting inside of those rockets something of significance that represents progress, not only in space, but also in Earth. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's the, I love the message you've got because we do not want to bring the crazies over there. Sorry, people. We need to be better than that to be able yes, to have the privilege have, to yes. move up to go to Mars. We have to treat ourselves point. better. We cannot yes. having Ukrainian war, and uh, let's send. Let's imagine we are landing on Mars, and let's say there's some beings welcoming and said, "What are you humans doing? Look at Ukraine. How you are not welcome here. Get hell out of here. We don't want you. Go, go, clean up your act on planet Earth before you come and." And I don't use, I don't like the word colonize Mars. It is a negative word. We have no right to colonize Mars. You I should agree. be humble visitors, guests, yeah. and not colonizing Mars. So you see, I also want to introduce different value system. And when we take billionaires into space for $65 billion, uh, million dollars per ticket, what else are we doing? Yes, I agree. Okay. Not much. And next time I'm going to wear my, it's very early in Los Angeles and I was uh, trying to get ready for eight o'clock so I didn't have a time to dress up as a lady <laughs> rocket with all my fashion credentials, my fashion collection. 
I have a mouse, I have moon fashion collection. So next time, perhaps we can do a little fashion show too. Oh, I would love it too. Absolutely would love it. But I think the way you show up today is exactly who you are and who you were supposed to be showing up today. You are beautiful inside and out. I am so honored and I had the pleasure to have a wonderful conversation. And I'm looking forward for the next one because I know we're not done talking. I do know that. <laughs> And I know my uh, the audience and the people around the world are going to be inspired on who you are and give them the to be more assertive and become who they're yes. supposed to be. So this is what it's so wonderful yes. to have listened to you today, sharing your story or a little bit of your story and uh, uh, really inspiring. So thank you so much for uh, spending our time today with us. It was Mi a pleasure. you've been an incredible host and i uh, it's been a pleasure and mike uh, thank you for connecting us Uh, you are uh, you know incredible human being and looking forward to working with both of you oh it would be our pleasures a word, Mike, because pleasure. you have Thank said you. you have said nothing okay, so far. Like. <laughs> oh, look at that! You have even space behind you. That's cool. <laughs> Figured, go. Here we go. Here it is. That's what it will look like. Yes. So I took some notes, Lady Rocket, and I've got some exciting things that uh, we turned over some very, very nice things under some rocks, right? And uh, yes. yeah, I've got I've got some business plans now to <laughs> to combine and. That path you just you inspired on a level of we've got some real magic we can leverage. So I'm excited. Absolute yes, pleasure. And I uh, couldn't uh, ask for any more great people to work with. So it's my honor and privilege. Uh, 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 now, now we can see you better. Whatever you did, uh, your face was more visible. Oh, that's cool. Great to see you, Mike. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I went Thank where there was so a little much. bit of light. Uh, <laughs> I, Thank I you so much for I your love time. to your audience and remember this astronaut in uh, each of you. And remember, you are on the ageless planet. And what it means, it doesn't mean how old or how young, young you are. You are empowered to change your life and the life of the planet Earth. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome.